I'm Anna. And I'm Brad. And welcome to our podcast, Continued Conversations, where we dive deeper into hot topics and rehab in the real world. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Continued Conversations, where we have a chance today to meet another one of our team members. Um, so today in studio, we have Steve Kirschke, who, gosh, by all our purposes, is, is our boss. He's everybody's boss, right? He, he's just a boss. He is. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. the boss. I wouldn't give him that time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boss, though. Typing you up before we I'm get I'm already to trying to decide if I should decline this interview <laughs> based on how this introduction is going. <laughs> well, you know what, Steve? We've actually let um, the majority of our, our team members kind of introduce themselves. So I think just um, start by telling us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been um, with Continue and QLI, and just about you in general. I certainly wouldn't start with boss, especially <laughs> as it as it goes to this, this crowd. Uh a little bit about myself around QLI. I've been with QLI. I've lost track, to be honest, because I lost my way for a few years, uh, but I wouldn't undo it. Um, but I've been with QLI roughly 13 years or so, started as a physical therapist here and found my way into more of a, a business operational role, which has been a really nice and exciting change for me. And over those that, that period of time, though, having the clinical experience, I think, has really lent to um, me being able to talk about QLI at a, at a different depth and really understanding our clinical cr- program helps, I think, all of us really uh, be better at whatever job we're doing related to QLI. And I think not being able to understand or talk about our, our clinical program in the depth that, I, that I'm able to would have put me in a different situation when it comes to tele-rehab and how to start this business and do it in a way with a really strong team. Back to a little bit of my experience, uh, I, I left QLI, which I think was ultimately a good thing for me, but I'm so glad to be back. But in doing so, it was very much sales-based, very much referral-based and, and lead generation-based, which has also, I think, oddly lent to um, just some experience that I've been able to transition into uh, my role here with Continue. So uh, as far as me personally, uh, I love sports and fitness. Uh, now my sport of choice is golf, even though I'm still not very good at it. And that's a goal of mine. Uh, married uh, with a wife, Taylor, and the father of two boys, 10 and 6, Charlie and George. They definitely keep me busy, but uh, the, those two and, and family are, are definitely big pieces of my life that, that drive most of what I talk about these days, which depending on who you're talking to, it's, it's exciting or boring. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you also coach a lot, right? Yeah. I know yeah. I was shocked. You didn't say that your favorite sport right now is your kids, whatever they're whatever doing, whatever they're they're playing. Doing. Yeah. Right. Baseball, yeah. So it's baseball season right now we have, uh, you, so Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays are, are pretty much chock full of baseball. And we're doing a little bit of bas- a little bit of basketball, but I do spend a lot of time on the ball field or on the basketball court. Those are the two. I don't coach soccer. I leave. I would leave that to Brad. And uh, <laughs> he is a soccer dad. Depending on whatever else they're getting into, I, I have put a hard cap on any additional sports that I'm coaching. So. Nice. All right. So we have we have like some quick hitter questions for you, um, and then we'll we'll dig a little bit more after that. Okay. So uh, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, you gave me a heads up on most of these questions. Thankfully. <laughs> And with this, I combined meals from different restaurants. So uh, a whiskey steak from the Drover, also from the Drover, the salad bar, because 
the salad bar is amazing. Uh, I would for sure it put uh, ranch and lots of croutons and and bacon bits and and that sort of thing. Uh, but we were just at the Broadmoor for a conference, and they also had this warm chocolate chip cookie. Uh, covered in vanilla ice cream. And so if you put a cookie in front of me, especially a chocolate chip cookie, I'm all in on that too. So I would add that. That's awesome. Uh, in. We were just traveling together and he mentioned this cookie a couple of days ago. So it's oh, yeah. definitely been on his mind. <laughs> I think I would also add in a cookies and cream shake from Chick-fil-A. Ooh. And if you haven't had one of those, those will also change your life. So you know that this isn't your last meal. It's your only meal. So this is going to be about well, 500 just, pounds heavier. It just depends. Maybe I don't eat the steak and I just eat the salad bar. So I did actually think about it. I'm going to have to eat this for the rest of my life. That's fair. Okay. And if you have the salad bar, there's so many that options. Is- you could just go with the eggs, you know, hard boiled eggs for one day. And maybe just the croutons. I mean, there are so many options with the salad. Does he have the question? I was about to say, does it surprise anyone that he went no. into that much detail on his answer? It's a very this. versatile meal, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't disagree. All right. Now, what is your most embarrassing moment? Well, I have one main one. It was when I was in high school. And also, by the way, I told you guys before we started this, and I'm generally pretty boring in this area. So <laughs> I don't have a lot of great examples. So I had to pull pretty far back for this one. But um, I was driving from my house in my neighborhood. So small town, Illinois, drove to a, a uh, a classmate of mine's house, which was literally like a two minute drive. Don't even know why I ended up driving, but I did. I was in a hurry and I had to drop off a school book. And mind you, I pull up to the driveway and the garage door is closed, which is a key detail. And since I was in a hurry, I opened the door and uh, hopped out of the car without putting it in park and drove. Uh, eventually my car ends up in their driveway through their garage door. Uh, And so, you know, since it was a classmates, it ended up around school pretty quickly. So that's what I came up with. Did you have to pay for that? Yeah. Uh, My parents were were pretty understanding parents. They didn't um, use curse words very often, but I do remember my mom not being very happy (laughs) after the fact. I mean, you do benefit from the fact that social media wasn't really a thing back then. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, so many great things about the fact that it happened, you know, 20 years ago. It still made it around school pretty quickly. quickly. It probably uh, changed. I'm sure there was a lot of adding to the story because there was no social media. Mm -hmm. So that was one, I guess, downfall of it. It wasn't highly documented, but it's like like the small fish that turns into a big fish. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, man. All right. So before you got into PT and management and whatnot, um, what was your favorite job? Oh, so the, the thing that came to mind when I when I thought about this one was uh, when I was in college, I actually worked uh, the graveyard shift at the Kmart distribution center. So while I wouldn't say it was my favorite job, it was one of the jobs that I learned the most because I also had to coordinate, you know, what was I going to do with my schedule? Because it was overnights, I would go in on Sunday nights at like 11 o'clock, but I would be off on Friday morning. So I would be able to go and uh, I was going to school in St. Louis at the time. So I would uh, take off on Friday mornings to go and visit friends in St. Louis, but I would have to be back on Sunday night. So I had to navigate my schedule pretty well. Uh, But then I was surrounded by other kids who had um, college summer jobs, but then I was also surrounded by lifers at the Kmart distribution center. And so it it afforded me the opportunity to learn uh, from a lot of different people and exposed me to a lot of uh, different types of people, uh, some my age and some not. And it just ended up being a, a pretty fun 
uh, college summer job experience and I made decent cash doing it. So yeah. that's awesome. Any like life lessons or things from that job that you still use today in some way, shape or form? I mean, I think as a college student, like I had to figure out how to relate to lots of different uh, personalities and ages and and things like that. So uh, being able to do that in in a setting that was pretty unfamiliar to me was, I think, good skill building around that. And really, how do you get to know people and build relationships with them and and uh, lean on them? I mean, again, I, I had to drive a um, you know, a forklift and, and all those things. I remember you had to, they had these big clamps that opened up and you would get a truck with big boxes and they were TVs and they were stacked on top of each other. And you had to figure out how to get the clamp in between them and close the clamp to lift the TV, but not smash the TV. So, <laughs> you know, you think about the, just the right amount of support, the right that's amount it. Of support. Uh, but you know, there's lots of people who are veterans around there that would help you navigate that and tricks of the trade. And, you know, so it's just good life lessons. That's awesome. I don't think I've heard somebody say Kmart in years. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Kmart. That's though. fair. I used to love Kmart. Was yeah. it the blue light, light special? Yeah. Is that what they used to have at Kmart? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Special. The other awesome part is if you showed up on time for the entire summer, you got a bonus. I just was like, at the time, I'm like, <laughs> are, are we for real right now? I can <laughs> show up on time. time. Yeah. But there was one day that I was showed up like 10 minutes late and I like had to negotiate with my boss, like, man, come on. So <laughs> I got, the bonus. I got the bonus. Don't yeah. dock me on that bonus. I was here. It was like $400 bonus too. So it was like a big That's deal. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Good yeah. negotiation yeah. skills. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Um, so you mentioned Taylor is your wife. Yep. Did you meet Taylor at Kmart or where'd you meet Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great story. That would be a great story. No, we met in school in St. Louis. So Taylor's from Omaha. And oddly, I had three roommates from Omaha uh, Slew, where I went was um, a place that a lot of people from Omaha ended up going because it's pretty similar size to Creighton. So I was familiar with Omaha. We were she's a few years younger than me. Um, you know, Taylor, if you know Taylor, she she'll probably get upset with me for saying this, but we're, hey, we can always edit it, out. edit it out. So Taylor is notorious for uh, changing the wording around phrases. So we've all heard robbing the cradle, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm about three year, three and a half years older than Taylor. Um, but in, in Taylor's terms, I rocked the cradle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. So at any rate, I'm a few years older than her. We met her freshman year. Uh, we dated kind of on and off that first year, which was, which was probably good. She's getting used to college. And then uh, ultimately we've been together since then. So that's awesome. Um, all right. Now a little bit more industry focused questions. Um, did you always want to do what you, what you're currently doing your current role? I guess your role is kind of split. So we can maybe split that two ways, maybe PT focused, and then yeah. maybe just, I think what's been great for me working here at QLI is I've been exposed to lots of different opportunities in terms of career growth, which I think is one of the coolest aspects of QLI. And so when I went into physical therapy, it was because I was into sports and, and my parents uh, helped talk me through what some opportunities were. I, I would, you know, enjoyed healthcare and things like that. So going into PT school, Brad, probably, I don't know, I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but when going into PT school, it was because I wanted to work with a sports team. And, you know, that was an opportunity since I wasn't going to get to play sports mm -hmm. and, you know, wanted to be surrounded by that. That was a, a gateway for me. I quickly realized that as a student athletic trainer, sitting and watching sports on the side is nowhere near as fun as actually playing them. And, and 
being in uh, an outpatient sports medicine clinic was nowhere near playing sports. So uh, very quickly into my PT career, I realized that I didn't want to be an outpatient sports medicine clinician. I did find neuro, which was a, a very nice blessing. But I ultimately realized even before I left school that I didn't want to be a, a physical therapist for the rest of my life, which um, at the time, I just didn't have the guts to make a career change. Uh, but I ended up, you know, you know, landing at QLI and in, in the neuro field, which was a very nice uh, option for me. And I think allowed me to, to navigate, you know, some of the skill sets, but landing on the business side has been really fun. Oddly, I took zero business courses in school. <laughs> I hope they've changed that about the curriculum, but that's a big regret of mine of not really being well-rounded in terms of business uh, decisions and business management and, mm. and the entrepreneurial aspects of things. So those are, those have been things that I've been very interested in, but I've had to be in charge of my own learning, so to speak. Um, but it's okay. That's awesome. Um, so if somebody were starting out, whether that is in PT or virtual therapy or just healthcare in general, what advice would you give? I think just find ways to put yourself in situations where you can learn whatever it is. I think I can see, I, I think I can say this about most of us in this room, and I think it's a, it's a pretty common thing at QLI, but you know, when you're provided with an opportunity to do something, I have always been of the nature that I'm just going to say yes, even if I don't really have time, <laughs> uh, or if it actually seems like something I won't like. But the reality has been for me, even when those have been the case, that when I do it, I learn something which I've always felt like will set me up for something uh, down the road to be successful or to help someone else at. And so just take advantage of those learning opportunities, regardless of what they are. Uh, for example, CARF Surveyor. Uh, that was one of those jobs where I was like, yep, I'll do it. And found out really quickly. I'm like, Ooh, this is not my skill set. <laughs> this is not something that is all that fun, but it was a really great opportunity to learn and meet people. And always, I think informs what we do. I really subscribe to the idea that if you expose yourself to lots of different things in lots of different areas, they all end up, you know, being associated somehow and, and they direct what we do when we do it, that sort of thing down the future. So. I really try to adopt that. All right. So we like to ask if you could start a business tomorrow, what would it be and why? You're welcome to answer that question, but you've also had a, a large role in starting Continue Teller Rehab too. So you can go that path <laughs> as well and say, what what was that like? How, how was that process? I could do a little bit of both. Just uh, real quick, the business I think I would start, uh, whether it'd be successful or not, that's a whole different thing. But I've always thought it'd be fun to... Uh, build and start like a clothing apparel and shoe company. I was literally thinking that that's what you were going to say. I was like, I feel like you would start like an athleisure something. I don't know if it'd be athleisure, but it would, it would be something along those lines, but I for sure would want a shoe line. I have been follow. I follow this guy called the shoe surgeon. If you haven't, if you don't know him, he, he makes custom shoes for usually uh, pro athletes and they're like, highly custom. They're super cool. And I just have looked into, you know, buying whatever you need to get started. It's a, not a, not a small investment <laughs> and I don't know how to sew or anything like that, but I think it would be so cool. And then having some clothing that would, that would go with it with a very subtle athle athleisure like logo. Yeah. 
would probably be where I'd be at. That'd be right up your alley. Yeah. So aside from that, though, it has been really fun to build the Teller Rehab uh, program here at QLI. It does have an entrepreneurial uh, aspect to it, which has been really cool and a great learning opportunity. And uh, it's been really fun to do it with a with a team that is really engaged and extremely talented. So I don't know what else you want me to talk about with that, but no, that's great. You, you nailed know, it. That that part of it has been really fun. I mean, he did mention when we were in Arkansas that he would also. Uh, like to start a coffee shop. Oh yeah, very that, too. To, that too. To I said, said that too. I said that yeah. too. You guys could yep. do it together. So yeah. I'm with you, Brad. We were talking about that. Tim and I did go to a cool coffee shop, The Collective, I think, yep. in downtown Hot Springs. Yep. And they actually locally source all of their beans. We, uh, I got a small... Um, I, I was secretly trying to pump her for some information. <laughs> of like, how did you do this? Because yeah. they were, um, you know, very uh, eco-friendly. E- yeah, yeah, about the beans that they source. And uh, Onyx is the brand of the bean. Yeah. Tried it tried it the other day. I'm a relatively new coffee drinker. So this is like a wildly oh, uh, new. No more hot chocolates for me. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I told him it was a new up. experience for me of like finally ordering coffee with him at a yeah. coffee shop. He didn't like have that. Yeah. Can I get a hot? Can uh, I get a grande hot chocolate? Oh, yeah. chocolate? oh yeah, you don't order that in front of people. Uh, <laughs> no one's you, 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 you would be before. You'd be like, hey, Tim, don't you have to go to the bathroom or something? So yeah. I'll, I'll be glad to order for you. <laughs> you you're, yeah, there's lots of ways to get around. That's this. true. That's very true. But a coffee shop would be super fun for lots of reasons. Yeah. Don't I, go quitting together and doing that because you're going to leave us here. No, no. Uh, I, real stranded. If we could really afford it, then we would office out of this coffee shop. Oh, oh, oh there you go. I, yeah. I'm down. It would be multi-purposeful. Okay. You might even be able to bake some cookies out of it. I uh, mean, I'd have to move back. You we call would, it continued coffee? No. no mm. That's flat. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I don't know about that, Tim. No. I was just kind of keeping the with the theme, you know, but it didn't, it didn't yeah. work. It was a good try. Yeah, we, no. we would have small swing and a miss. We would have a small kitchen with food. Uh, we provide cookies from Kansas city. Oh, and a few other things. Yeah. Beautiful. I think I'd move back if we made this whole thing happen. <laughs> you would uh, potentially. All right. Well, I'm not sure. About that was, Derek that would have to be on board with that too. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. And then kind of to wrap up, who is a mentor of yours or who has been a mentor to you? You know, I, uh, a few of them came to mind. Uh, my parents, obviously, I think, you know, you grew up with your, with your parents. I'm fortunate enough to have a great family. And um, I think my understanding of how they've shaped me has definitely taken shape over the last uh, several years in particular, which has been just really good to be more aware of and understand all the great things that um, they have, you know, helped me learn and grow over the years. So obviously on a personal level, that's been, um, uh, I would consider mentors and friends and all those sorts of things. Uh, Professionally, two people came to mind. One is Patricia Kearns, who you all know. Uh, I remember starting at QLI and sharing an office with her and being exposed to all the things that she did. And she did way more than what I even knew at the time. And, uh, you know, so learned a lot from her over the years clinically. And then from a business perspective, um, I think we all have a ton of respect for her. So mm-hmm. that that's definitely uh, someone who um, has really shaped me. And then more recently, a guy by the name of Doug Wilwording. So Doug is on our board here at QLI. And he has been someone who's also been on our advisory board for Tele-Rehab. And through that process, I've been able to uh, spend some time with him, uh, lean on him for advice outside of the organization. Uh, he's a, a pretty well thought of business owner and entrepreneur in, the, in in Omaha. And so his experience and his insight has been really valuable to me. Um, so uh, those are a few that come to mind. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, Steve, thanks so much for joining us today. It was great to get to know you a little bit deeper. And for all you listeners out there, stay tuned for more episodes of our Meet the Team. Thanks for joining the conversation today. If you found it helpful, please share with your family and friends. You can learn more about us on our website at continuetellerehab.com. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us there.